How are you going? Thanks for downloading this episode of Healthish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I'm your host, Felicity Harley. To celebrate the year that was, we're giving you our top 10 most listened to Healthish episodes in no particular order, mind you, although this one actually did really well. Yes, I wanted to end the year with a bang. Sorry, I had to crack a really bad gag there. It just kind of fit. Well, my guest on this episode, which I recorded a few months ago, is relationship expert, sexologist and author, Dr. Nikki Goldstein. And yes, if your libido has gone AWOL, she tells you how to get it back on track. Nikki, nice to have you at Body and Soul HQ sitting across from me. Thank you. Now, we're talking about libido. I know you don't like that term, so let's get into it. But firstly, what is libido and how is it different from, I suppose, sexual arousal? Well, this is the problem is I think we have all these terms where no one really understands what they mean. And libido is a great one because people will say it means sexual desire, sexual arousal. But even saying those words when I was thinking about it, I thought, well, what does it mean to have sexual desire and arousal? And it differs from person to person. So I think there's this urban myth that women to have sex should feel really horny and turned on. It's like this thing that, you know, well, if we don't feel horny, we're not going to have sex. And it's kind of this bigger debate as to why we should be having sex and should we be pushing ourselves when we don't really feel like it. So, you know, when we kind of look at the layers of female sexuality, I think a big part of that is actually understanding how we work as sexual beings and this idea of libido or sex drive, what it actually means fitting into that puzzle and at what point do we actually decide that things are wrong? Yeah, interesting. So, when I mean, does it happen in your brain? Does it happen down, you know, where, like, sometimes I get confused down about... Below. I know, I didn't want to... That's so cliche, I didn't want to say okay. that. It's okay, you can say vulva or okay. vagina. But exactly, vagina, <laughs> penis, there we go, down there. Um Yeah, where does it kind of originate from? So I see this as like a puzzle for women. And when we have a look at lack of sexual desire, and that's, let's just coin that the term of wanting to have sex, there are so many things that go into the mix. So it could be stress. And everyone wants to know, well, what happens when you're stressed? Well, let's actually think about what happens during a day where you're really stressed and maybe you've got work commitments, family commitments. When you lay down, you don't let those thoughts out of your head. You're stressing about, oh, I've got to do this. And your body probably feels really icky because everything's a bit tense. It's not really the best environment to be having sex with your partner at that time and being present in your body. So there's a great example of, okay, stress can really affect sex drive. Mm -hmm. Or what about if you've got resentment in your relationship? And I think resentment is one of the biggest killers. And in a relationship over the years, I think, you know, as horrible as it sounds, we do continue to hurt each other over and over again we push a lot of it underneath the rug and it always is something else going on underneath. It's never just those surfaced arguments, but you can get to a point when you're holding on to that resentment and you're not sorting your stuff out. When your partner maybe gives you that nudge or, you know, wants to have sex with you, you kind of look at them and go, well, why the hell do I want to have sex with you when for the last five years, you can't remember to do all the things that I've been asking you to yeah. do. <laughs> okay. And then you even have a look at the logistics of our everyday life and how tired we get. And I think it's unfair, especially for women. We're expecting 
expected to kind of have sex at bedtime. So it's either before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning. Now, I know by the time I get to bed and I'm trying to get to bed earlier these days and look after myself, it's like this mad rush of, okay, quick, quick, got to get to bed. Head hits the pillow. I'm exhausted. And the same thing in the morning. I'm not a morning person. It takes me forever to wake up and get going. So I don't really have all the time in the world to kind of go, hey, honey, let's have like an hour now session and we really connect. So you've got all these things that go on, even our body confidence and how we feel about ourselves. If you're really self-conscious or maybe your body's changed or you know, during COVID, everyone put on the COVID kilos, you know, that can see you actually pull away from your partner because it doesn't feel good to be touched because you're feeling a bit icky in your skin and you're feeling a bit self-conscious. So there's all these things that factor into it, as well as even the medical side of things that women are not educated about and they're just not aware of what can go wrong and what their bodies are doing. It's no wonder I think that women get to this point where they scratch their heads and go, so why do I not want sex? I think it's actually a real um, a common sense kind of thing to look at this puzzle, but yet we don't have those conversations about female sexuality and how we view sex, but also what's going on for us that could be stopping us from wanting to connect physically with someone. Yeah, good points. I mean, there there is often so much going around in, and not just female heads, male heads, and I think that might be happening more and more. I don't know, but you know, when it comes to, I'm going to call it libido. Yeah. It's <laughs> let's just call it that, but let's all agree that it doesn't really have a set term, like a definition. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's easy. You know, it's easy to wonder if if it's normal. I mean, we've we've kind of been fed the lie that men want it 24-7 and women can basically take it or leave it, which we know is is BS, mm. both for both sexes. So, I mean, is there a normal? Is there low, high? Where, how, how do okay, you know? There's no such thing as normal as to how much that you want it because when we have a look at when it becomes a problem, it's when it becomes a problem for you. And we hear that a lot with um, any topics to do with sexuality. It's a problem when it becomes a problem for you, but then we also have to look at your expectations about how much sex you should be having in your life or you should be wanting. So I always think with women, you know, we actually should be having, well, sometimes, I'm not going to say for everyone because I'm thinking about like, I have a decent amount of sex. Do I need to have more sex? Probably not. But for a lot of women... And men. And, and men. And men. Yep. Well, I think I'm going to – I hate doing the gender debate against yep. men and women because I think that I need to recognise that we do have more genders. Um, but I feel like there is this debate against men are expected to want it all the time and women are supposed to be the receivers and to give it to them on their birthday or Father's Day or Christmas. It's like a present. It's like something we oh, give please. away. <laughs> and I hate that because we've normalised men wanting a lot of sex, but what about women? And I think that for women, you know, we need to actually have a look at the reasons why we want to have sex. And, you know, if you are a guy listening, I think what's really good is to understand, you know, this for your partner as well. Because I think for a lot of women, they look at their partner when they want sex and think, oh, you just want it because you're horny. You know, they don't have, they don't consider all the different reasons. I mean, you know, for a lot of men, having sex is a way to connect and show love but it's not always articulated because let's face it you know when somebody is really horny and there may be erection involved that's kind of getting in the way of things but there could be a motivation of it's really nice to connect with my partner so we also have to look at the same reasoning for women and go you know what there's no normal when it comes to sex but let's have a look at why it's good for you you know it's good for your relationship because it's a moment where you can reconnect with somebody you can feel physically close to them you can feel bonded with them body does produce the right hormones that kind of help that along and we all hear those words oxytocin 
lactose and oxytocin. But if you are having more sex with someone, you are going to feel bonded with them because you're feeling close, but because you've got that hormonal response going on, it's something that can feel really nice. Even if it's not eventuating in an orgasm, it can feel really nice and pleasurable or even just having those moments of touch and intimacy and kissing along with any kind of other sexual acts you're choosing to do. It's a nice feeling to be able to do it. And then there's all the medical lists that I love where it's like, it helps you sleep and it helps with heart health. <laughs> but I don't think that always should be a motivation to be having more sex. No, it's, but I like the reconnection thing. I like that, yeah. you know, focusing on that. Thank you very much for tuning in to Healthy-ish this year. Don't forget to download other eps of this podcast or our big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, also from Body and Soul, that gives you that little bit extra in your day. Extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. Make sure you jump online to bodyandsoul.com.au and remember, you can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate review and subscribe to this podcast. Oh, and wishing you a very healthy-ish Christmas. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.